representative screaming, tongue-talking, Acts 2.38 children. That's the only kind the word produces, friends. Denominations produce dead creeds, dead bodies. Come on, somebody. But we are the living church. Amen. Our DNA comes from the living God. We're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, spirit of his spirit, life of his life. Hallelujah. We are the manifestation of Christ in this hour. So if we can only see Jesus, you're looking at him tonight. This is where he said he would be. A little while the world see me no more, but ye shall see me, for I'll be with you, even in you. Amen. Amen. Well, I've got big problems. That may be true, but we've got a God that's bigger. I said we got a God that's bigger than our problems tonight. Amen. We serve the living God tonight. We come to church tonight. Amen. Somebody's going to get healed tonight. Somebody's going to get touched tonight. Come on. Somebody's going to get blessed tonight. It might as well be you. It might as well be me. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time we put the devil on the run. I don't know about you. I'm tired of Laodicea. I'm tired of the nonsense. I'm tired of the fake news. Amen. Let's go back to the absolute. Who we are, where we come from. We got the Holy Ghost. We're one of them. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with us this evening to the book of 2 Kings. I want to read from 2 Kings chapter 8. Starting at verse 1, and we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus and count it such an honor to be home with you. Ain't no better place we'd rather be than here. Amen. We trust something to be said to help you tonight and encourage you. And we certainly had a blessing looking at it and just got in our study, just throwing up our hands and just rejoicing as looking into the Word of God. And I trust that we can bring it tonight. I, I'm certainly not a preacher, but he is. I'm not a healer, but he is. I'm not a deliverer tonight, but he is. Amen. So all I need to do is just get myself out of the way and let him speak to you and make the word live. Amen. We want to read now from 2 Kings chapter 8, starting at verse 1. Oh, praise the Lord. The Bible says this. Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise. Amen. Then spake Elijah. Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou and thy household. And sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine. And it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass that at the end of seven years end. That the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life. 
that behold the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My Lord, O king, this is the woman and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruit of the field since the day, oh my, since the day that she left the land, even until now, a complete restoration. Let us pray. I want to speak to you tonight for just a few minutes on the enforcer. And I want to take a subthought out of that of taking back what's yours. Oh, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thy word is true. And I thank you, Lord, for your presence that we felt come upon us, Lord. For Father, thou art God, and beside thee there is none other. And we bow our heads tonight to the God who cannot fail, whose word cannot fail that we hang our souls upon, Lord, knowing that everything thou hast spoken, you will bring to pass. And Lord, we ask your blessings upon this service tonight, for we have not failed to assemble ourselves together, even as your word said. And you said in your word, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in their midst. So, Lord, we believe, Father, that you are with us tonight because you said so. And, Lord, we believe you've come to bring deliverance. We bring, you've come to bring healing, dear God, and encouragement and everything that we have need of, Lord. We believe tonight, Father, that you have come to open up the word of life to us, that we can see who we are in your word. And Lord, I pray tonight, may every spirit come subject to thy spirit, Lord. And may you have the preeminence in the house of God this evening, that when we leave this place, may we say, did not our hearts burn within us? Bless each one tonight, Lord. Bless our pastor, brother, Donnie, father, trying to get a little bit of rest, Lord. Bless your little bride around the world, dear God. Be mindful of those that are on our prayer list, Lord. May you touch them tonight, dear God. Those that have a need, Lord, may it be met tonight. For thou art our God, and in thee do we trust. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, friends. Hallelujah. Taking back what's yours. This woman that we looked in the scriptures this evening, she is only identified as a Shudamite woman. Her name is never mentioned in the Bible, but her faith in God is mentioned in the Bible. And even today, after all these years, we still preach about this woman's faith. They still write songs about this woman's faith because she believed God. You know, I don't care if the world ever remembers my name, but God give me a faith that the world would remember my faith, amen. That they may 
may forget my name, but may they never forget that I believed in my God against all obstacles, against every situation, against things thought impossible. He believed his God could do the impossible. Oh, God, give me faith like that. That my God can raise the dead. My God can open blinded eyes. My God can take a drunk and make a preacher out of him. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about our God tonight. Amen. This being a Shudamite woman, yet in her heart she was a believer, the prophet said. And no matter where, the, where that person is, a believer, God in some way will get the true message to them. Just as certain as he's God. That's right. He'll manage to get it some way. He'll put an ache on somebody's heart somewhere. They'll write to them to hear a testimony, to turn on the radio or something or another. They'll hear the true message. God will get the true message to a believer. Amen. God will grant that to them. Oh, my. Well, I guess I just staggered in this. Really? We just staggered into this message? Oh, God, help us tonight. Help us tonight. He will get the message, the true message to the believer. Amen. Now, it came to pass that Elisha told this woman, there's going to be a famine. And it's going to last for seven years. It might have been in a message titled, Things That Ought To Be. I don't know. But he told her, these things are coming to pass. There is going to be a famine. And he told her, now you go somewhere where you can live for these seven years. For there's coming a famine. So she arose, the Bible said, and she goes down into the land of the Philistines. And sojourns there in the land of the Philistines. Now, the word sojourn means a temporary stay. She went down there, but she didn't go down there to stay. Amen. She just sojourned down there for seven years. But at the end of seven years, the Bible says she comes back up out of the land of the Philistines. Why? Because it wasn't her land. That wasn't where she belonged. But at the end time, at the end of the seven years, she felt a pull to go back to the homeland. Amen. Amen. It wasn't her land, so she left it to go back to where she belonged, to go back to her home. Amen. To take back what belonged to her. Oh, God, help us tonight. She comes up out of the land of the Philistines after a seven-year famine, and she goes right into the presence of the king. She goes and cries out to the one who could enforce the restoration of her household and her land. And that was the king. She knew exactly where to go to get what belonged to her. I'm so glad tonight that we have an enforcer tonight who can make the devil, who can force the devil to give back to us what belongs to us. Amen. Hallelujah. When the season is right, when the time is right, watch how God locks things together to bring about his purpose. Like what happened in Cottonwood the other day. 
when I tried to get a ticket, that's Brother David, we tried all day long to get a ticket to come home. I was to preach in Cottonwood on Tuesday night. I tried my best to come home on Monday because Brother Jerry had passed and I wanted to be here So because Brother Donnie was, still had to preach out in Arizona. So I said, I'll try to come back and be home. I couldn't get a ticket. I tried American. I tried everyone. It would not work. And Brother David sitting at the table on that Tuesday morning, he said, God wanted you to go to Cottonwood for some reason. And we go down there and we start talking about our God and what a healer our God is. And the woman sitting there with a weeping tumor on her chest. Praising God for his healings. And she goes home, takes off her shirt to put ointment on this sore that's on her chest, and it's gone. God working together, amen. She said, I never even got prayed for. You don't have to get prayed for. Just believe, amen. Amen. While she was on her journey back, watch this. Who could do this but God? While she was on her journey back, the king turns to Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. He said, hey, tell me about this Elisha. Tell me about his ministry. And they begin to talk about Elisha. <laughs> and while the servant of the prophet of God was telling the king about his ministry of Elisha and the things he saw Elisha do. And he began to tell about there was this woman who had a son and the son had a stun stroke and he died. But the woman's faith, she testified all is well. And she took her dead baby and laid it, oh hallelujah, upon the prophet's bed because she knew whatever that prophet touched was blessed. And the prophet of God laid upon the boy and the boy sneezed seven times and came back to life. Oh Elisha, oh Gehazi, tell me what great things Elisha had done. And while Gehazi was yet speaking about Elisha raising the Shudamite woman's son from the dead, guess who showed up at the king's door? The very moment she began to be talked about, she manifested on the scene. And the very moment of the season of the bride, the prophet said, I no longer call you church, but I call you bride. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. While he was yet speaking about Elisha's ministry, the Shudamite woman and her son appeared on the scene. His very words was manifested right before the king. The ministry of Elisha had become flesh. Not a story. Not a quote book. Not a tape player. But the words, the ministry of Elisha was manifested in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. It had become a flesh. It had become a, not just a story, but a reality. And let me tell you, the things we've read about, the things
things the prophet spoke back in the 50s and the 60s, they're no longer a quote, the reality of it. You're living it, amen. I'm not reading the quote, I'm living the quote. Hallelujah. Oh God, open our eyes, Lord. You're not reading about the vision. You're in it. Guys, I said, oh King, this is the very woman and her son. And the king asked her, is this really you? Is this really you? Did this really happen to you? And you know what she said? It's me. It's me. That story is me. That miracle is me. It's me. It happened to me. Amen. Oh, saints of God, it's time. We look into the message of hour and the things he said concerning this bride. We need to say it's me. He's talking about me. It's time we look into the mirror of God's word because God's word's mirror will reveal to you your word image. Amen. There'll be a bride without spot or blemish. It's me. There'll be a bride predestinated before the foundation of the world. It's me. There'll be a people in Laodicea that'll overcome. And I say to you tonight, it's me. He's talking about me. He's talking about you. It's not something that's going to be. It's not something that's going to come. It's here now. Amen. Amen. Didn't make a 60-year-old man act like that. What's wrong with some of you young people? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's me. I'm the one he saved. I'm the one he sent Elijah to. I'm the one he revealed the message to. I'm bone of his bone. I'm flesh of his flesh. It's me. How can you say that? By grace. Amen. Hallelujah. The king, when he saw who this woman was and the story so moved him, the king appointed a certain officer saying, restore all that was hers, all the fruit of the fields from the day she left the land, even till now. Give her every apple. Give her every strawberry. Give her, oh, give her every wheat crop. Come on, somebody. Give her everything that while she was out of her land, what she missed, what she would have had, give it back to her, amen. What was it? A complete restoration, not a partial restoration. He's not going to half-happily save me. Well, he just barely saved me by the skin of my teeth. Nonsense. It's a complete saving. It's a complete deliverance. It's a complete healing. Amen. After seven years of famine, she comes to get back what's hers. Where does she go? Right into the presence of the king. You know, I think the true church, there's all kinds of churches, but the true church that Jesus claims is known, the bride with signs and wonders and God in her midst. The prophet said, speaking of that first church, he had a church perfected. 
Peter was so full of God, his shadow healed a man. That's pretty good, friends. That's a church. That's a real church. Not somebody sitting on the pew. <laughs> no, Peter was so full of God. When he walked by his shadow, they put people out in the street that his shadow would touch them. And they got up and walked away. He had a church perfected. God showed the world, this is my church. But what did Jesus say? He prophesied and told them, you will go down into the ground. Is that what he said? Except the corn of wheat goes into the ground, it abides alone. He told them, you will go down into the dark ages. It will look like you have completely rotted away. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Amen. A church perfected. It goes down into the dark ages. It looked like it was gone. But the church found life at justification. And it sojourned there. Just a temporary stay. It found life at sanctification with Wesley. And it sojourned there. It found life with the restoration of the gifts at Pentecost. And it sojourned there. But at the end of seven church ages, the church comes up out of the land of the denominations. And where does it go? Right into the presence of the king. Hallelujah. We are living in the presence of the king. We receive the kingdom that cannot be moved. All these other things are falling apart. America is falling apart. Amen. Europe is falling apart. Amen. Asia is falling apart. Amen. All the world is falling apart. But we are in a kingdom, an eternal kingdom. It cannot be moved. Amen. Where Christmas is every day. Sorry, I forgot to take that part out of this. Where Christmas is every day living in the presence of the King. Living in the presence of the King. Glory. Don't have to guess about that. It's, it's the truth. God's truth. God's complete truth. How I love him for this. How good he is. God has an appointed an officer, the Holy Spirit, to make sure that everything that belongs to this bride is restored back to her. Amen. This Shunammite woman goes down into her land with the enforcer. And if there was a squatter there, she could say, you get off my land. Amen. That old boy sitting there with a straw tick in his mouth. Say, yeah, but whose authority? You little runt, you gonna make me? I've been here for four years. I found this place empty. I mean, who, who, who are you? By what authority are you gonna make me move off this property? I found it here. I like it here. I like it to make you miserable. I like to give you back pain. I ain't going nowhere. I like it here. By what authority are you going to remove me off of this property? But there was 
a certain officer. There was an enforcer there. And he said, by the authority of the king. Get off the woman's property. She could go back to her house. Get your feet off my coffee table. Put up my coffee pot. But leave my coffee alone. This is my house. This is my place of worship. This is where God put me. God gave me this land. God gave me this position. Whoever was in her house, throw him out. She could throw him out. You get out, take the cable with you. Let me get too many amens on that, but that's all right. Just nod your head if you want to do it. This is my land. This is my house. This is my food. Give it back. Give it back to me. The enforcer was there to back it up. Oh, God, don't miss this. Because her voice and the voice of the officer and the voice of the king was the same voice. When she spoke, give it back. She could say that because the king said that. The prophet and the bride and the spirit are all saying the same thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Her voice and the officer's voice. And the king's voice was the same voice. And the whole kingdom backed her up. When she said, get, she meant it. And the kingdom backed her up. Today, little bride, we do not have to fight this battle alone. We have the word of the king. The enforcer, the Holy Spirit is with us now, amen. Don't you see, my brother, my sister, these things we preach, these things we talk about, that's not my words, that's his words. I'm just rehearsing to you what the king has said about us, amen. This is my position. Ain't no tape player gonna take my place. God gave me this position. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. That felt good. We have to fight this battle alone. We have the word of the king and the enforcer of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what the prophet of God said. We have the privilege, the privilege to enforce upon Satan the claims that God give us. For God has a law and his word is the law. And God in this word made certain claims to the church. Therefore, we have a right to force these claims upon Satan and say, give it back. And he has to do it. Well, brother Darrell, I tried that. It didn't happen. You just didn't wait long enough. He never says it happens instantly. But he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay their hands on the sick. They shall recover. But he never said when. Just be found believing it. Amen. The right to enforce these claims upon Satan. Say, give it back to me. And he has to do it. 
because we can take God's agent, the Holy Spirit, and go right down on our knees and say, it's thus saith the Lord. And he's got to give it up. He's got to give it up. He's got to give it up. That's all. Because the Holy Spirit is there to make him do it. It's not me making him do it. It's not you, brother, for making him do it. It's the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. That's making him do it. He may never recognize me, but he must recognize who represents me. Amen. We have a right. You sick tonight? You have a right to go. You have a right to go to Satan and say, give me back my health. Unless you like being sick. Now, if you like being sick, that's a different story. But if you're tired of it, it's time you give it back to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Think of it. Think of David, the city of Ziglag, found in 1 Samuel chapter 30. David and his men was returning from the battle. I can just see them after this hard-fought battle, headed home, yeah. laughing and carrying on, playing jokes with one another. Yeah. Boy, I tell you right now, I cannot wait to get to the house. Man, my wife makes the best apple pie. Woo! I bet it's right now sitting in the window. We'll probably smell it from the top of the hill. Oh, I can't wait to see my children. I can't wait to hug my little girl's neck. I can't wait to shake my young man's hand. Oh, it's going to be great. We've been gone for so long. Oh, what a happy reunion this is going to be. The wife's going to have supper on the table. It's going to be a grand old time. But the Bible said, when they reached the city of Ziglag, the city was burned. And all the inhabitants of the city was gone. No apple pie, no roast beef sandwiches, no little girl, even Fritz the dog was gone. Everything was gone and the city was burned. All their laughing, all their celebration, all their joy instantly was gone. They fell silent as they looked upon their city. No wives, no daughters, no apple pie, all gone. And the Bible says that these men were so moved that they lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Friends, this wasn't a toe ache. This was the greatest trial of their life. This was the greatest, come on somebody. It was the darkest time of their entire life. These were men who could take a sword and cut a man's head off with one swing. These were men who would kill seven or eight men at one time in the battle. These was rugged, battle-hardened warriors. And yet they were so broke up by the loss of their family and the loss of their homes. They were so broke up, the Bible said they wept till they could not cry anymore. And they become so distraught. They become so crazy in their minds. 
The Bible said they picked up stones to stone David, whom they were loyal to. David's, it's David's fault. If we had to been out there doing David's bidding, this wouldn't have happened. My Sarah wouldn't have been gone. My Sarah wouldn't have been gone. It's his fault. They picked up stones against their David. And how many times, brother, sister, when things have not worked out the way we thought, we've picked up stones against our David. Yes, sir, but if our David was ever David, he's still David. Situations and circumstances does not change who my God is. Come on, somebody. I don't just serve God in good times. I serve God in bad times. I serve God when I can't hardly walk. I serve God when I can't hardly get out of bed. I serve, come on, somebody. In the good times, in the bad times, it does not change who I am. The Bible said they picked up stones to stone David because the souls of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and for his daughters. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Let me tell you, friends, when things get bad, that ain't the time to quit coming to church. When things get bad, that's the time that you need to look into the Word of God and remember who you are and where you came from and where you're going and who called you, who chose you, who elected you, who anointed you for this time to meet this challenge of this hour. Amen. David. David encouraged himself in the Lord. David said, how? Can I die by the hands of my men and still reign as king? Samuel anointed me to be king. God never changes his mind about his word. David, he went to the law of God's word that what God speaks, it will happen. When Jessica was hurt in the accident, this insurance people called me one day. I said, Mr. Ward, I said, can we ask you something? This woman, she said, I, I, I know you're a, you're a man of faith. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. And she said, I, I, I want to, I know what the Lord had did for your daughter. I said, I want to ask you something. She said, I, we, we've, got this, we've got this family. The husband's a preacher, his wife. They got a son who was eating a hot dog and got soaked. He had a severe brain damage from the lack of oxygen. He said, this woman, she's, she's proclaiming, she's telling everybody that God spoke to her and said her son by his third birthday will speak. She said, Mr. Ward, that boy will be three-year-old in just a couple of days. And there is no indication that that boy will ever speak again. And she said, and I'm afraid when it don't happen, it will destroy this woman because she is telling everybody that God told her. And I said, ma'am, I'm not too smart. But there's one thing I do know. If God told her her boy will speak before his third birthday, it might be one second before his third birthday. But that boy will speak because God does not lie. Amen. Amen. If God tells you something, that's what it'll be. Amen. 
The doctors told me Jessica would not live. The doctors told me Jessica was too, too bad to live. The doctors told me that I need to make preparation to bury her out there with Homer and Rachel because she was hurt too bad to live. Every doctor, they were friends of mine. I worked with them in surgery and they sat by my bed. They sat by the bed. They put their arm around me and said, we're sorry. Your daughter can't live. But that afternoon when we buried Brother Homer and little Rachel, I was sitting in the hospital and God spoke to me and said, your daughter shall live. And she's sitting here tonight because God does not lie. Amen. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And David said to the priest, bring me the ephod. And David inquired of the Lord, Lord, what shall we do? And the Lord spoke to David. He said, Lord, shall I, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God answered David and said, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. David, no doubt, handed the ephod back to the priest and he goes over to his men. He says, boys, dry your tears. Saddle up the horses or the camels or whatever. Saddle up the animals. Come on, come on, quit crying. Where are we going, David? What, what, what do you mean quit crying? What, just leave us alone. He said, listen to me, boys. Quit your crying. Quit your grieving. Quit your groaning. Quit your moaning. Let's mount up. Where are we going, David? We're going to get them. We're going to take back what belongs to us. Amen. Hallelujah. David went to get back what was his. He had an enforcer with him, which was the word of God. The word of God was the law of God. And the enforcer was there. God's spirit was there to confirm God's word that that word would not fail, David. The anointing God was there to back up God's word so that God's word would not fail David. And anything that stood in the way of David recovering his family, he had a right to take it out. Amen. Anything, any soldier, any captain, any lieutenant, any garrison, anything that stood in his way, he had an enforcer, which was God's word. You shall pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all, all, even the apple pie. Anything that stood in David's way of recovering his family, he had a right to take it out. When David rode up on them, they were dancing and drinking and eating and laughing. They were having a big time because they had got this victory over Ziklag, over David. Oh, they were having a big time, just like the devil has a big time when he thinks he's got you bound with depression, when he thinks he's got you bound with arthritis, and how he likes to dance on your head and tell you you'll never be no better, or nobody loves you, nobody cares for you. Oh, my dancing and laughing over the condition you find yourself in. But Abigail, she was sitting there, she said, you all have messed up. 
David's coming. And when David gets here, it ain't going to be pretty. Hush up, woman. We're having us a time. Oh, my. We burnt Ziglag. We got one over old David. Whoa. I can't wait to see him. I can just imagine his face. Oh, they were laughing and they were hooting and they was hollering. They went back to give a big laugh. They looked out into the distance. They said, what's that dust cloud? Abigail said, that be David. <laughs> Hallelujah. David with the enforcer, God's word that said, you shall pursue and without fail cover all, recover all. And the Bible said, David smote them from the twilight even until the evening of the next day. You talk about a whooping. They got a whooping. Verse 18 says, David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that had been taken to them. David recovered all. Because God said so. David had the voice of the king. David had the authority of the king who told him, right after your enemy and recover everything that belongs to you. Get it back. Take back what's yours, David. Take back what's yours. Take back your health. Take back your peace. Take back your security. Take back your joy. Don't let the devil rob you. Take it back. David was operating under the law of God's word and the spirit of God, the enforcer was with David to make sure that God's word would not fail him. Brother Ben said, we won't, we won't be. Now is when we have it. We won't be sons of God, but you're now sons of God and heirs, joint heirs with Jesus. And everything that Jesus died for at Calvary is in your possession. But that'll do you no good if you don't believe that. Everything that Jesus died for at Calvary is in your possession. It's not something we're going to get one day. It's something that we have now. Amen. Do you believe that? You're now sons of God and heirs and joint heirs with Jesus. And everything that Jesus died for at Calvary is in your possession. Brother, Satan don't like that. That's why we need to tell him. That's why we need to rehearse it to him. That's why we need to make sure he understands I am an heir and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And everything that Calvary produced for me, I have possession of it now. I have joy and peace and healing and deliverance. Yeah. Hallelujah. Satan, Satan don't like that. You know what Satan wants you to do? Come here and sit like you're dead. Well, woesy, woesy me. Nobody likes me. That's what Satan wants us to be. But I say it's time we rise up and take possession of what God has given us. Amen. <laughs> Satan don't like that. Because if the people would only realize and just be willing to take God at his word. 
didn't say one thing about a sensation, a goosebump, or a feeling. But simply take God at his word. Amen. You would just, it would just, he says, you would you just, just hard. Well, it's unlimited. It's unlimited what could happen in this building tonight if we simply took God at his word. And acted on it because he said so. And tell Satan, shut up and sit down. Listen to me. Can I have just a few more minutes? There's a law given amongst everything. Now listen to this, how the prophet brought this out. There is a law given amongst everything. So everything has a law. Now I'm not talking about legal counsel, that law. I'm not talking about a law. There's a law given amongst everything. Now listen to this. You know, a fish has a law. And the fish can stand here in the water and he has a law within him. And if he'll just let go of that law that's in him, he can sink plumb to the bottom of the sea. It won't bother him a bit. It won't break one cell. You try to do it. That law's not in you. You can't do it. You can't do it. But the fish can because he operates by the law that's within him. He don't have to understand it. He don't have to know the technicality of it. All he needs to do is yield to the law that's in him. And the law that's in him will allow him to go plump to the bottom of the sea where no one else can go who doesn't have that law in them. That law's not in you. You can't do it. But the fish can. He deflates himself of that hour of the air in such a way that he can. There's nothing in him to burst open. And he's made that way. He knows it. And he can enforce that law. He can enforce that law to take him plumb to the bottom of the sea and then raise him back up again. Because he has a law within him. That law was the creation of his, of his creator. God created him with that in him for the ability for him to do that. But God didn't put that in you. You can't do that. A little wren, they run on the ground. A buzzard can soar in the air. Two birds with two different laws, yet both birds. The wren runs on the ground. The buzzard can fly in the air, but he cannot fly where the eagle can. Because the eagle has a different law within him. Oh God, I about had a spell when I was looking at this. He could never follow the eagle, he'd die. I'm just so glad that God's got some eagles that can climb above the things of the world way up high. He has to be a special bird to do that. Then I noticed again the reason he gets up there. He's a special bird. Not because he desired to be a special bird, but because God made him special. He's a special bird because he was born a special bird. I didn't become seed because I was born. I was seed, therefore I could be reborn. Oh, hallelujah! Amen. Amen. 
He's a special bird. It's not his desire to be a special bird, but God made him a special bird. He's a special bird because he's born a special bird. And that's the reason a lot of lukewarm church members can't follow a real Christian in spiritual things. He's never been born again. He hasn't been designed for that purpose. No wonder he can't understand it. He couldn't even see. A buzzer tried to fly there. He wasn't made, ordained, predestinated, born eagle. He bust to pieces. But an eagle can go there because he was made, ordained, predestinated, born eagle. There's a law within him. And when he yields to that law that's in him, he can enforce that law and fly high. He doesn't try. He doesn't try to understand the mechanics of it. He just yields to the law that's in him. He doesn't listen to science. Science says gravitation should hold him on the earth. He should never be able to lift off the earth. But he doesn't listen to science. He just yields to the law that's in him. And he can go there because the law says he can. He just enforces the law and it defies gravity. The fish enforces the law and it defies his ability that he can go plumb to the bottom of the ocean and not even hurt him because he enforces the law that's within him that God gave him when he created him. That God gave him when he created him. The eagle could fly into the heavens. I saw a film the other day. I sent it to Cheryl. I saw the eagle broke a world's record from going off of a tall building. 2,100 feet. Of course, some eagles have been, they've been filmed up to 10,000 feet. And this eagle at 21,000 feet, they had a camera strapped on his back. And you watch this eagle fly at 2,100 feet off the ground. And right, he was right there on top of his wings. Fly, oh, it was beautiful. And there he was looking down on the earth. You could barely see. And then they showed a guy who was down here on a little circle of grass. And he had like a red rag. And he had these things on his arms. And he would go. And that eagle was flying. He'd cock that head. 2,100 feet and he started descending and you could hear the wind on the camera and he started descending and that eagle at 2,100 feet came all the way down and landed on that man's arm because his eye, oh God, his eyesight is so much greater. At 10,000 feet, he could see a mouse on the ground. At 2,100 feet, he saw his keeper clap his hands and hold out his arms and he zeroed in and landed right on his arm. You know why? God made him that way. He operated within the law that was in him because God made him that way. The Bible says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Amen. And when the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into the heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word and signs following the believer. 
the believer don't follow signs, but signs does follow the believer. They went there, hallelujah, with signs and wonders following because God created them that way. They were working within the law that God made them. Am I making any sense? You're looking at me like I got something on my face. Listen, maybe this will make it a bit clearer. For Christ indeed is the life of the church. She has no other life without him. She is simply a religious society, a club, a meaningless gathering of people. As a corpse bejeweled and dressed is still a corpse. So the church, no matter what her programs and her gracious efforts might be achieved, without Christ, she is a corpse corpse also. But with him in her midst, with him motivating her, she becomes to the wonderment of all. His body, the fullness of him that filled all in all. And this very hour, he is walking in the midst of the last age golden candlestick. What he was as he walked in the first age, he is even now in the last age, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Walking in this last day church like he walked in that first church. Why? They come from the same mood. They are built by the same word. The true church of Jesus Christ, the bride, is like the pure gold. Her righteousness is his righteousness. Her attributes are his own glorious attributes. Her identity is found in him. What he is, she is to reflect. What he has, she is to manifest. There is no fault in her. She is all glorious within and without. From the beginning to the end, she is the work of her Lord. And all his works are perfect. But now he is standing in the midst of his church as he stands there revealing who he is in this last stage. He calls himself the author of the creation of God. This is another creation. This has to do with the church. This is a special designation of himself. The church is a special designation of himself. He is creator of that church. The heavenly bridegroom created his own bride. He is both creator and sustainer of his church. Like the fish, like the eagle, there is a law within the bride. She's built for this. She's built to manifest him on the earth. God spoke it. He performed it. He created it. He made you that way. And the Holy Spirit, the enforcer, is here to vindicate God's word. That his word will not return unto him void, but will fulfill what he said it would do. There will be a bride whose bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, spirit of his spirit, life of his life. She is him expressed on the earth. Amen. With signs and wonders following the believer, casting out devils, raising the dead, open blinded eyes, speaking to the devil and say, give me back what belongs to me. You just yield. I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to understand it. I just yield to it. All you need is to yield to the law like the fish, like the eagle. You just yield to the law, which is his word. You are his word manifested. If Satan has robbed you of the privilege 
of being a son or a daughter of God. We have a right this morning by the Holy Spirit to enforce the claim of God, to bring them back. If he's afflicted you and made you sick, you have a right before God to enforce the laws of God. And by his stripes we are healed and bring him back. Amen. Turn him loose. You're taking him out yonder to death, but we claim him, bring him back. That's the enforcement. Restore it back to its natural condition. Again, a man sick, a baby sick, a woman sick, they're out of their natural condition. Then we have a right to enforce our claim. It's not our claim. It's, it's, his, it's our claim because God gave it to us. By his stripes, we were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. And with his stripes, we were healed. That's God's law. That's God's word. And the Holy Spirit is here to enforce it. To you that believe it. If you don't believe it, that's just up to you. If you want to sit there and be that, that's just totally up to you. But friends, I believe this. This is what he told me. This is what he gave me. This is what the prophet said when he came. This is what, it's time we need to say, this is me. We have a right. We have a right to enforce that law. The lawgiver, the Holy Spirit himself is here. The agent of God to see that it's done that way. Now the only way he can work is when you let him work. You've got to believe it. It don't matter how much Brother Donnie preaches. If we don't believe it and receive it. When you come forth to be prayed for. If you want salvation. If you want divine healing. No matter what it is. If you're a believer. If you're an heir of every promise. So lay your faith up on the promise and march forward. And tell Satan. Give it back. Give it back. It's mine. Don't let him bluff you. There's a brother the other day that was suffering with all kinds of nervous symptoms, tingling and twitchings and all kinds of, taking all kinds of mineral baths and everything else, going to see neurospecialists and everything, thinking that they had EMS. And I was talking to the brother and I just felt led one morning to text him. And I said, I believe the devil is lying to you. He's bluffing you to believe that you've got MS or something like that. You need to tell him he's a liar. And the brother rebuked Satan and he said he told me it's left him. It's left him. Is that true, Jeremy? He's a bluff. You need to tell him he's a liar. When he tells you cancer's gonna take your life, you need to tell him, shut up! I'm a son of God, whatever happens to me, it's God's will for my life. Stand there on that line, he'll give it back. Stand there on the promise of God's word, the devil will give it back to you. Amen. God said he would, he has to do it. There's your authority, that's right. We're heir of all things. You just need to send the enforcer. Brother Frank Prater, I was down in, uh, Brother Collins is down in Oklahoma, preaching a meeting. Brother Frank Prater and his wife come up that night, we prayed for the sick. And he come up that night, him and his wife, he said, Brother Darrell, I've got a son. This son used to serve the Lord. Said he got out and he got away from me. We've not heard from him in years. But he heard what God did for, I think it was Sister Johnson maybe, I'm not sure, that, where she is reconciled back to her son. And she came up for prayer. She sent me a card and was telling me that she'd got to get back in fellowship. I believe it was her, it may not be her, but it was some sister. 
So I was sharing that testimony down there and he came up and he said, Brother Dow, we're just like that sister. I've not heard from my son in years, but we're believing if God can do that for her, he can do that for us. And we laid hands on one another and we began to pray, me and Brother Frank and his wife, and we were praying and we sent the Holy Spirit, we said, Holy Spirit, wherever he's at, wherever he's at right now, you know where he's at. Go to him, Holy Spirit, and bring him back the next day. The boy called his father. And he came back to God. And now if I understand it right, he leads singing in his daddy's church. Because the enforcer, we have the enforcer, the Holy Spirit, to take back what belongs to us. God, the devil trying to take your children. You need to take them back. The devil trying to rob you of a victory. You need to get it back. Something is not something you've done. No, sir, it's an unmerited gift that God gave us. It's ours. It belongs to us. Satan cannot hold it. If you go to him in the scriptural authority of the word of, with faith to say it's mine, lay it down. Amen. Glory. I like that. Satan, you lay it down. You took it from me. You give it back because I'm serving notice on you. I've got the notice written right here on the word. Heavens and earth shall pass away, but this notice shall not. So I come with this notice to serve on you that Jesus Christ said, whatsoever I ask the Father in his name, he will give it to me. If I say to this man, to be moved and don't doubt in my heart but believe that what I've said it shall come to pass I can have what I said lay it down that gets him started it don't get him started it gets the devil running I say it's time we get the devil running lay it down because I've come with a scriptural authority I am a believer amen yes sir yes sir say brother Brandon I'm coming to a close brother Brandon I need healing I mean, he's healing. Brother Bram, I need healing. The prophet said, the promise is yours, but if you're ever going to get it, you ain't going to get it easy. I'm going to tell you that. You're going to have to take it away from Satan. You want your healing? How much are you willing to fight for it? You want your peace back? You want your family restored? You want your kids back in church? How much are you willing to fight him for it? He's going to pray one time and quit? Get on the firing line. Stay on the firing line. If Satan captures your health, you've got a right. You have got a right given to us by Jesus Christ. We have rights to go to Satan and say, give it back. Hand it over. I come in the name of the Lord. Possessors of heavens and earth. I'm his heir. Give it back. You took my child. You got her mixed up with the wrong boy. You took my boy. Got her mixed up with the wrong girl. I claim them. That's right. I claim my children. I claim my brother. I claim my sister. Yes, Satan. You took them from God's house. You coaxed them out there. But I'm coming after them. I claim them. Well, how do you know I'm an heir of all things? Amen. It's given to me. I'm an heir. I can claim everything that God promised me. There you are. It's worth fighting for. Our kids are worth fighting for. Our health is worth fighting for. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is worth fighting for. Revival is worth fighting for. Speak to that cancer. Speak to that fear. Speak to that devil. And say no more. Amen. If he knocks your teeth out, gum him to death. Never quit. Never back down. Never walk away. Stand your ground and say, I said, get off my property. Oh, heaven backs me up. 
Shemgar had to fight for his God-given land. 600 Philistines tried to rob him of what belonged to him, but Shemgar jumped out there with just an ox goat in his hand. They laughed at him to scorn, but when he brought that thing back and the faith of God struck him, he slew 600 Philistines, but he kept his land, amen. He kept his crop because he said, God gave me this land and no Philistine will take it from me today. Regardless of how little we are, brothers and sisters, come to the instrument. Regardless of how little we are, how low we are, how impure we are, how unholy we are, how sick we are, how afflicted we are, the law of God's spirit by his word makes it obey him. It forces the issue and says, give it back. Or oh, if we could just think for that for just a minute. Oh my, he forces it regardless of condition. No matter what the condition is, the law of God's word forces the condition to cope with his word, see? It's got to. If a flower is laying there, it's dead. The seeds are rotten and gone and the pulp's out of it. It doesn't have one thing to do with it. And yet it rises again because it has a law within itself. Without one evidence, without one sign, it comes back again because it has a law within it and I can stand here tonight and proclaim my healing without one evidence against every doctor's report but I can take the authority of God's word that says I'm healed and I can announce to the world tonight I'm healed whether I feel like it or not whether I have one symptom or not has nothing to do with it God's word says that I'm healed and I have a right to go to Satan and say give me back my health because God has built me with the ability to take the enforcer, to yield to the enforcer, and the enforcer presents the case and makes Satan give it back. I say to you tonight, brother and sister, it's time we take back what he stole from us. I gotta go Tuesday to Vanderbilt because I got this thing in the base of my brain. It's pushing into my canal, my auditory canal, they say. It's causing me to lose my hearing for the first time in my life. I've heard myself preach, I'm wearing hearing aids. But I'm going there Tuesday. Not to find out how bad it is, but to find out how great my God is. Amen. 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 How about you tonight? Are you, is our God great? Is our God a healer? Is, are we believers? Are we his bride? Are we? Are our blueprint spirit given? That's what the prophet said. The bride of Jesus Christ, her blueprints are spirit given. Are they? Well, that's kind of weak. Is your blueprints given by God? Amen. Did God build you for such a time as this? Amen. Brother Perry, I wasn't put here to lose. He never put me here, Brother Ron, to be defeated. But he put me here to overcome. Let out of sin. Don't you understand? God placed us here to rapture. Amen. We are the people who raptures. We are the age that takes the body change. It's the seventh age that takes the rapture. 
not here. We're not here to go down. We're here to go up. Are we his people? Do we have the law of God within us? It's not the Holy Spirit among us. Is this not our hour? Is this not our time? Is this not the manifestation of the sons of God? It's not God's word in our mouths. You need to look in the message a little bit more. His words are in our mouths. I'll quote it to you. You believe you're healed? You believe God answered your prayer? Raise your hands to him. Thank him for it. It's over. You're healed. Jesus said, if ye shall say, what is it? When you're out from under Babylon, when you're out from under unbelief, when you're out from under superstition, when you're out from under all these things and you're filled with God's own life, your voice is his voice. You are, I spoke it. The final voice to the final age. God speaking through your lips. Amen. Then I say to you tonight, if this is who we are, then let's go to the enemy's camp and take back what belongs to us. Anybody want to go? Anybody want to go with me? Let's stand to your feet tonight. If you're here tonight and you believe that with all of your heart, would you come down front and stand with me? If you believe God is your healer and God is your deliverer and God has built you for such a time as this and the authority of God's word is within you, you should come and stand for your children, stand for your wife. Huh? You got a wife that's sick? God's the healer. You got a husband sick? God's the healer. My mic must have quit working. Got a child that's sick? He's the healer. High blood, low blood, no blood. Means nothing to my God. He can raise the dead. He can open blinded eyes. Cancers can disappear tonight. Mental trouble in our children can disappear tonight. The Holy Spirit can bring peace tonight to those who worry about their children when they don't even know where they're at and have not heard from them and they're searching everywhere for them. The Holy Spirit can send the answer to them tonight. Just like the sister down in Matamoros, Mexico, her young son got out and got with the gang and he got into drugs. And he disappeared and they couldn't find him nowhere. And the mother prayed and sought God and prayed and sought God. And somebody from one of the gangs came to her and told her where her son was and what happened to him and told her not to worry no more. God sent someone from the mafia to tell her not to worry about her son. He would not be back. That's the kind of God I serve, friends. That's the kind of God I can serve. When a little girl can't see, and yet she believes she will see because her daddy said so, God honors her words and opens her eyes. You see, these signs shall follow them that believe. It was in a setting like this that James Tidwell had a cancer in his ear. And just like this right here, everybody come around the front. And we had one prayer that night for everybody. And Brother James laid hands on the people with this thing in his ear. People laid hands on him. He goes to bed. He gets up the next morning. It's completely gone out of his ear. No scab, no scar, no nothing. I had a cancer come up in my ear, a basal cell carcinoma. The doctor cut a hole in my ear. You could read the Constitution through it. Left a terrible scar in my ear. But when my God performed the surgery, 
There was no scar. We are his people. We are purchased by his blood. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay their hands upon the sick and they shall recover. And we have a right tonight to tell Satan to get off our property. You see the law that will operate this healing tonight. We can stand here all night long and say, heal them, Lord, heal them, Lord, heal them, Lord. Those are just words. But it's a law of love. When you love that person, even if you don't agree with them, yet you love them, that love breaks the force of the enemy tonight. And when we lay hands on one another, you love that person. Even if maybe you don't agree with everything, but you love them. You want to see them well. That creates an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move on to operate within the law of love. Remember, prophet said, the man said, Lord, pray for me, brother. I go and cast the devil off my wife. He said, you want to cast the devil out of her? Buy her some chocolate and some flowers. Show her some love. It's love, friends. It's something Satan can't do. He cannot love. But we are a body of believers. You are my brothers and my sisters. I come here when I was a little boy. Some of you I've known all my life. We are a family. And we need one another. We got young people that's drifting. We got older people that's drifting. Things coming back into their lives. We need one another. We need to stomp our foot on the devil's head and say not one more. We're going to take back what belongs to us today. And I want us to lay hands on one another. And I want you to pray. I want you to pray for that person. That whatever their need would be, maybe some of them are battling cancer, you don't even know it. They're not told anyone. Maybe they got a heart condition. Maybe they're up for an operation that they don't even know it themselves. But you exercise your God-given right tonight. You're in the presence of the King. And the officer of the Holy Spirit is here to enforce the words you speak tonight. Everybody now. Heavenly Father, Lord, I believe tonight your word is true, Lord. You are the great warrior. And I believe your word tonight. And Lord, many of my brothers and my sisters, oh God, they're facing difficult situations. But Father, I believe tonight you are our healer. And Lord, I believe tonight that people's going to be touched. People's going to be helped, God. People's going to be delivered. Because we yield ourselves to the law that's within us. We as believers lay hands on one another. It's the law of your word. It will not return unto you void. And oh God, we go to the camp of the enemy tonight and we say to him, Satan, give him back tonight. I 
rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. You're nothing but a bluff. You was defeated at Calvary. My Lord defeated you. You have no hold upon us as believers. We lay our hands upon one another tonight and we say, give it back, Satan. Get off our property tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, let blood pressure trouble. Let glaucoma trouble. Let arthritis trouble. Let back trouble, head trouble, sinus trouble, mental trouble, physical trouble, marriage trouble, financial trouble, whatever it would be tonight. May it leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, may we go to the camp of the enemy, dear God, like that fish goes to the bottom of the ocean, like that eagle flies into the heavens. Tonight, oh God, we yield ourselves to the law that is within us, that they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. We believe we are your people, anointed for such a time as this, God. And we come against our enemy in the name of the Lord. It's our God-given privilege. It's our God-given right. To tell Satan, thus saith the word of God, by his stripes I am healed, by his stripes I am an overcomer. We rebuke that tonight. Every report, every negative report, we resist it tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke every cancer cell, cast it out of our bodies tonight. Get away from us, Satan. You have no hold on us. We are believers. We're going to set our wings. We're eagles. We're going to set our wings and fly higher and higher and higher in God's word. Oh, hallelujah. Flow through us, Holy Spirit. Let us become a conduit tonight. Let us become a channel tonight from one to the other to the other. Flow through us, Holy Spirit. Drive back our enemy tonight. Loose those that's bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Grant it tonight, Lord. For that wayward son, we send the Holy Spirit after him tonight. The enforcer, go to him, God. Wherever he's at, make his bed hard. Make his food bitter. Make his life miserable, God. Till he comes back to the foe, Lord. For you said you would not lose the one. All that my Father hath given me will come. And no man shall pluck them out of thy hand. Oh, God. Grant it tonight, Lord Jesus. Grant it tonight, Lord. Victory is ours. Joy is ours. The Holy Ghost is ours. Peace is ours tonight. It's the authority of the Word of God. We speak and go forward in the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Everything Christ died for is in our possession now. Let the devil rob us of none of it. We say to you, Satan, tonight, you've tried to rob us. You've tried to lie to us. You've tried to beat us down. You've tried to get us to quit. You've tried to show us stuff on the internet. You've tried to turn us around. But we stand against you tonight and we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say, no more. You're a liar and you're defeated. Get out of the people tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, we claim our families. We claim our fathers and our mothers. We claim them tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan tried to sift them. Satan tried to pull them out of our ranks. But we claim them tonight for the glory of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Do you believe it tonight, friends? Do you receive it tonight? Or just lift your hands to him now and say, Lord, I receive it tonight. 
I receive it tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Believers have laid hands upon me. I claim it tonight for the glory of God. Amen. 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 Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Well, I'm to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet, he's under my feet, Satan is under my feet. Oh, that sounds good. Well, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took what he stole from me. Yeah. I took back what he stole from me. Yes, I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. believe the report of the Lord his report says I'm healed his report says I'm sealed hallelujah his report says I'm his if I'm going to believe anything let me believe what the word says the word says we're victorious the word says we're his people it's time we start saying what the word says who shall believe the report of the Lord we shall Believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. His report says I am sealed. His report says I am free. His report says victory. Amen. God bless you, saints. Do you love me today?
Let's give it a little bit. There you go. There you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Do you love you tonight? Amen. May the Lord bless you richly. Come, brother. If y'all want to go back to your seats, let's just worship you just for a minute before we go home. How many believes the Lord touched you tonight? Just go confessing it. Just go confessing it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. For this joy that I have, you know the world didn't give it to me. For this joy that I have, you know the world didn't give it to me. Take it. 
Yeah. 